Today we're doing a fun topic, which is why Ruth isn't here today, because we are both fans or and newbies at playing D&D, and that is our topic, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> so Sam was telling, you were telling me that you, when did you just play? Uh, Saturday, this past Saturday, I went and I spent four hours at a local board game cafe, and they had a couple of DMs there uh, teaching beginners how to get into the game that. because it's so complex. There's so much information. Yeah, I was like, I need, I need like guidance from people. So it was yeah. super fun. Yeah. What uh, what uh, class did you play? Uh, I am going to be a high elf ranger. Cool. Uh, very, very much level one. Uh, but that's where we're started. Her name is Eleanor. I named her after Samwise Gamgee's daughter. So oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. <laughs> I like her so far. That's awesome. Um, so what is your outside of playing? Do you have any experience with D&D? So I would say I'm a big fan of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite show ever. And uh, obviously, it's very much into the D&D lore. So just by watching that show, and especially like season four, Big Eddie Munson fan. uh, Oh, yeah. I was like, obsessed. Yeah, it's like, I think I need to maybe get into this because I like, (laughs) I like fantasy. Yeah, I've played like a Skyrim and Elder Scrolls and RPG games like that. So it's like, it's about time. Yeah, this, this is my first time with actual game. Fair enough. Um, so I play. I have an ongoing one with uh, a couple of my friends. Shout out to my DM Cam. Love you. Every time I'm always like, I want you to know how great you're doing. Like it's so well, fun. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard job. I play a human monk. Um, that's all I got. I love being able to just like walk up to so they can run really far really fast and they also most of their stuff is just like punching so most people play like with weapons and like axes and i'm just like yeah yeah so very fun and i i like listening to DD podcasts and i ran mm-hmm. D at the library okay baby dm yeah yeah it wasn't yeah. like strictly D. it was like one shots that are okay the top rpgs yeah beginner stuff which yeah i think a lot of people need i think there needs to be more opportunities for people to learn because yeah. it's about finding groups that are willing to kind of take you on and teach you yeah but when did you start playing um we started playing in uh, 2020 during the pandemic okay, okay. <laughs> we, like time. literally never played in person and then finally the restrictions lifted enough and we're like we're doing it we're playing in person it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be sick and then like it was so much better playing in person but it's yeah. still fun online it's yeah. just um you know when you get those awkward pauses and people are all trying to then they all try and talk at the same time yeah Love that i gotcha yeah, it was super fun, though. Um, okay, so our list today consists of a bunch of a, bun- a variety of D&D or D&D-esque kind of things. So uh, we'll just hop back and forth and let me make my screen smaller so I can see you and the thing at the same time. All right. Okay, so did you want to start or did you want me to start? I'll start. I Only because the first one looks really cute. The cover it does. Looks really nice. <laughs> 
Okay, so this one is called The Last Session, Volume 1. Um, and it looks like this is a series. Yeah, There's it's a like a collection of comics. Yeah. Okay, so we got some graphic novel action going on. Um, and it's by Jasmine Walls. And roll for initiative. Jay, Lana, Drew, Walter, and Shen begin playing dice and death traps in high school. Now dealing with college and all the twists and turns of their lives, their weekly game has been a wonderful constant. But as college graduation looms and it feels like their lives are all moving down very different paths, Lana's thrilled to finally compete. Oh, complete the party's oh. unfinished original campaign. <laughs> But when Jay's partner, Cassandra, joins the game, Lana refuses to let her inexperience ruin the best part of her week. But in the end, that may be Lana and the party's undoing. Writer Jasmine Wells and artist Dozer Draws, who does Lumberjanes. Oh, no way. Yeah. Weaves a heartfelt story of friends learning to cope with all the changes that come from growing up. That sounds so sweet. It does. It also sounds like... Like, it'll be interesting to see how their personal relationships end up playing out in D&D. Because, like, yeah. I feel like you kind of have to be pretty confident either with yourself or comfortable with the group to be able to, like, confidently role play. Oh, yeah. And For I imagine sure. being a newbie coming in with, like, all these experienced people would be like, Hi, I'm here to it's play d d so intimidating, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's intimidating starting in general, but... Yeah, Did you play with a group people. of friends? Nope, it was all strangers, and we were all brand new. So it was definitely low scale, like we're timid, we're learning. But mm-hmm. uh, the dungeon master was great. He got us out of our shells a bit, but I can imagine uh, how this story might unwind yeah. with it with a newbie. For sure. Okay, this next one I believe is a nonfiction. It's called Game Wizards: The Epic Battle for Dungeons and Dragons by John Peterson. When D&D was first released in, uh, to a small hobby community, it hardly seemed destined for mainstream success, and yet this arcane tabletop role-playing game became an unlikely pop culture phenomenon. In Game Wizards, uh, Peterson chronicles the rise of D&D from hobbyists' pastimes to ma- nope, hobbyist pastime to mass market sensation. I also have a really hard time saying Dungeons and Dragons, so I'll, most of the time I'm just gonna call it D&D. Uh, that works. It just, like, all blends. I'm like... It's a tongue twister. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, From the initial collaboration to the later feud of its creators, Gary Gygax and Dave M. Arneson. As the game's 50th anniversary approaches, Peterson uh, explains how D&D and its creators navigated their successes, setbacks, and controversies. Peterson describes Gygax and Arneson's first meeting and their their work towards the 1975 release of the game. Uh, the founding of TSR and its growth as a company, and Arneson's acrimonious departure and subsequent challenges to TSR. He recounts the satanic panic accusations of that D&D was sacrilegious and dangerous, and how they made the game famous. And he chronicles TSR's reckless expansion and near-fatal corporate infighting, which culminated with the company in debt and overextended, and the end of Gygax's losing battle to retain control over TSR and D&D. Which, this, to me, sounds incredibly cool. Like, the the history of D&D is fascinating to me because they keep coming out with new additions. 
Yeah. And then the whole thing is like being able to take this system and play it however you want. So it's it's interesting to me that they are that they're able to keep releasing new ones. Like, you know, when will Sims 4 be replaced by Sims 5? Yes, exactly. No, I mean, there's also so much history behind the game because it's been around for so long. Mm -hmm. So that actually sounds like a pretty good read if you're into, like, where did this game come from and what's it gone through over the last uh, couple of decades. Yeah, no kidding. And I think the Satanic Panic would be really interesting to read about. Agreed. Because that's wild times yeah <laughs> and this, it again it reminds me of stranger things eddie munson yep. r.i.p <laughs> the ultimate satanic panic yeah okay so we've got am i gonna be able to say that let's see i think the it's sorcerer Pyongyang. the sorcerer of sorcerer okay i'm restarting <laughs> the sorcerer of Pyongyang. i think so Pyongyang. Pyongyang? I'm going to yeah. say Pyongyang. Yeah. A novel. Okay. And I this is a, a fictional novel. So. Ten-year-old Jansu is a bright and obedient boy whose only desire is to be a credit to his family, his nation, and most importantly, his dear leader. However, when he discovers a copy of the Dungeon Master's Guide left behind in a hotel room by a rare foreign visitor, a new and colorful world opens up to him. With the help of an English-speaking teacher, Jun Su deciphers the rules of the famous role-playing game and his imaginary adventures sweep him away from the harsh reality of a famine-stricken North Korea. Over time, the game leads Jun-Soo on a spellbinding and unexpected journey through the history layers of his through the hidden layers of his country <laughs> toward pre- precocious success glory love betrayal prison oh. and a spell <laughs> and a spell at the pinnacle of the north korean elite and an extraordinary kind of redemption a vivid uplifting and deeply researched novel the sorcerer of Pyongyang is a love story and a tale of survival against the odds inspired by the testimony of north korean refugees and drawing on the author's personal experience of north korea it explores the power of empathy and imagination in a society where they are where they are dangerous liabilities that one sounds really great i like uh I like the concept behind that one for sure. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's, ba- I mean, it doesn't sound like the author is uh, Korean, but it mm-hmm. it's, I like that it's based on his personal experiences going there. But yeah. I really like the idea of, uh, whenever we do episodes like these, like I'm a, I really like a really fleshed out um, fantasy setting. So I'm really curious if this kid, uh, Jun Su goes into like, korean mythology and pulls from there to make new right. monsters like i would love to see what other countries are doing with D. agreed because it's so expansive like when you get into this game there's really no borders there's no mm-hmm. limits as to what you can do so that sounds good i like the sound of that yeah me too oh i accidentally hit chrome don't don't pull up chrome oh it did one sec whoops <laughs> <gasps> okay uh this next one is Kind of tells the same story as the second one, but it's a graphic novel. Uh, so it's The Rise of the Dungeon Master, Gary Gygax, and the creation of D&D. So if you aren't a nonfiction reader uh, and still want to hear a little bit about the the rise of D&D, this might be more your speed. 
Uh, so Rise of the Dungeon Master tells in graphic form the story of Gary Gygax, co-creator of D&D, one of the most influential games ever made. Like the game itself, the narrative casts the reader into the adventure from a first-person point of view. Interesting. Taking on the roles of the different characters in the story. Gygax was the son of immigrants who grew, grew up in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin in the 1950s. An imaginative misfit, he escaped into a virtual world based on science fiction novels, military history, and strategic games like chess. In the mid-70s, he co-created the wildly popular D&D game. Starting out in the basement of his home, he was soon struggling to keep up with the demand. Gygax was a purist, in the sense that he was adamant that players use their imaginations and that the rules of the game remain flexible. A creative mind with no real knowledge of business, he made some strategic errors and had a falling out with the game's co-creator, his close friend and partner, David Arneson. By the late 70s, the game had become so popular among kids and parents... Uh, no, not the parents. Uh, among kids, that the parents started to worry. So much so that a mom's group was formed to alert parents to the dangers of the roleplay and fantasy. The satanic panic. Mm -hmm. uh, the backlash only fueled the fires and young fans continued to play the game, escaping into imaginary worlds. Before long, D&D conventions were set up around the country and the game inspired everything from movies to the first video games. With D&D, Gygax created the kind of role-playing fantasy that would fuel the multi-billion dollar video game industry and become a foundation of contemporary geek culture. Couldn't agree more. Also, yeah. did you see the D&D movie? I haven't yet. I want to. I was just thinking about it today, actually, because I want to go and I want to yeah. watch it. Because <laughs> we're both like D and D, D and D, D. Yeah, and it, it does look. <laughs> it looks a bit corny, but oh, now yeah. that I've kind of gotten more into, uh, I'm trying to like learn. You know, all the lore, all the there's so much information. I feel like it could be a good educational uh, piece of media for me. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, I heard like, I heard a lot of people really liked it, um, yeah. but it's they do so like you know when you're playing and you go i want to cast this or i want to do this action they'll just do it yeah. and i guess my friends they play a a rogue and a cleric i think okay. and the cleric was like hey i cast that spell and i was like oh that's so cute <laughs> oh that is cute that's me they were just so excited about it they're like I can yeah it. <laughs> it's fun it's kind of relatable now yeah I am a ranger in yeah. Fantasyland. <laughs> you are Katniss Everdeen. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. This uh, the next one looks like it's another graphic novel. It's technically a kids one, but I okay. It's, it's good. Okay. The the illustrations look super cute. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Carrie and the Night of the Forest. This is by Andy Watson. Carrie needs to get home. His parents are sick. When a spirit in the forest lets him know of a shortcut, Carrie finds himself on a quest filled with magic, self-discovery, and new friends, who may or may not help him on his journey. Will he make it through the forest and get home in time to save his parents? An adventure about fear, loss, and finding your own way, this enchanting story comes to life with a hero that every reader can relate to. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Sounds kind of yeah. spooky. <laughs> It it's not so it's not scary, but it is kind of that's that's definitely the vibe. Um, yeah. I didn't read this one, but I did give it to a couple people. I'm I could be now. I think I'm getting it confused with a different one. If I remember this other title that I'm going to tell you about right now, 
I'll put it up here. But I think this is the one where when you're reading it, you can play the, like you're playing the game kind of along okay. with it, which is okay. where the D&D aspect comes in. Um, and is it's it kind of like a choose your, own, choose your own adventure. <laughs> My favorite. Okay. Yeah. That sounds awesome. But it's like, instead of it being a choose your own adventure, just in like turn to page, whatever, you're kind of building the story as you go. Okay. Which is very cool. And I could be wrong. It could be another one that I'm thinking of, but I think mm-hmm. it's this one. Like it kind I said, of sounds, it sounds like it would be, uh, yeah. you know, who may or may not help him on his journey. Will yeah. he make it through the forest? I don't know. Maybe that's up to you as the reader, right? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cute, though. Um, this next one, I personally want to read because it looks really good. But I think it was out when I last looked. Uh, This is Homerooms and Hall Passes by Tom O'Donnell. In the mystical realm of Brian Delore, I'll go with that. Every day, the brave and the bold delve into hidden temples and forgotten dungeons, battling vile monsters and evil wizards to loot their treasure hoards for sweet, sweet magic items. But in their free time, our heroes, Thromder the Mighty Barbarian, Devis the Shifty Thief, Vila the Noble Paladin, uh sorrow shade the gloom elf assassin and albyrix the good it says good in brackets with an exclamation <laughs> point the good wizard needs to relax and unwind that's why they meet up once a week to play homeroom and hall passes a role-playing game where they assume the characters of average american eighth graders <laughs> a little twist <laughs> that's funny i know i would not want to be an eighth grader no <laughs> No. Uh, But when the five young adventurers are magically transported into their H&H game by an ancient curse, they must band together to survive their toughest challenge yet, middle school. Who knew that battling ogres would be easier than passing algebra or navigating the cafeteria social scene? They must use what they've learned from playing homeroom and hall passes to figure out how to save their game uh, how to save their game world, which might actually be real. It says it's like D&D meets Jumanji, which is very yeah, cute. That's fun. I love how inverted it is. Yeah. You know, because it's one thing to be off in fantasy land fighting ogres and trolls and giants. I don't think I'd ever want to go back to the eighth grade. No. I nope. don't think so. That's funny. I like yeah. the sounds of that. Yeah, it's, it seems really sweet. And I like that it's, like you said, more grounded than it. Well, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see the other perspective. Yeah, like how, how does this wizard play an, eight, an eighth grader? Yes. How does yeah. an, an 80-year-old, let's assume, 80-year-old wizard go to not having magic and trying to yeah. open their locker? <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next one... We've got the Adventure Zone graphic novels. So this is number one. It's called Here There Be Gerblins. <laughs> Gerblins. <laughs> Here There Be Gerblins. Okay. Might be Gerblins. Uh, maybe like Gerblins. Gerbil? Gerblins. I couldn't tell you. It's, it's either Gerblins or Gerblins. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave it up to interpretation. And this is by Clint McElroy, Griffin McElroy, and Justin McElroy. I'm assuming they're siblings. Yeah, it's the they play D and D. Well, I'll explain afterwards, but yeah, okay, they're okay. the McElroy brothers. <laughs> All right, so C the illustrated exploits of three lovable dummies set loose in a classic fantasy adventure. Read 
their journey from small-time bodyguards to world-class artifact hunters. <laughs> Marvel at the sheer metafictional chutzpah <laughs> of a graphic novel based on a story created in a podcast where three dudes and their dad play a tabletop role-playing game in real time. Join Taco, the elf wizard, Merle, the dwarf cleric, and Magnus, the human warrior, for an adventure they are poorly equipped to handle at best. Guided by their snarky DM (laughs) in a graphic novel like the smash hit podcast it's based on will tickle your funny bone, tug your heartstrings, and probably pants you if you give it half a chance. With endearingly off-kilter storytelling from master goofballs, Clint McElroy and the McElroy brothers, and vivid, adorable art by Carrie Pitched. Carrie, the Adventure Zone, here there be, gerblins slash gerblins, is the comic (laughs) equivalent of a role-playing in your friend's basement at 2 a.m., eating Cheetos and laughing your ass off as she rolls critical failure after critical failure. That sounds like a hoot, that one. That one sounds yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Do you listen to any D&D podcasts? Uh, yesterday, I started listening to the first Critical Role campaign. Mm. Uh, so not not a pro yet, but I'm not dipping yet. my toes in. Yeah. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to happen, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is um they they still play I think a few ones they they've done like I think three campaigns I I haven't watched them personally but they're um they do like uh gaming content too um okay. you you'd probably recognize them if you looked them up because yeah. they're like all over the the interwebs okay uh, yeah I've heard it I've heard their campaign is really good them uh. Roll twenty. No, yeah. roll twenty. That's not correct. What is it called? Critical role is the one, and then the other is dimension twenty. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the one that has Brennan from. Anyways, the viewers that are listening are crying right now because we <laughs> pronounced like, everything you, in that wrong. You noobs! You don't yeah. know what you're talking about. We're baby DM players. No, not baby DMs. We're baby D and D players. <laughs> Give us a chance. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> okay, this last one I I bought because I want to read it. Uh it's called Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry and it's like it's kind of hot right now this book. Um everyone's everyone's clamoring to read it. Okay. Okay. After a lifetime of bounties and bloodshed, Viv is hanging up her sword for the last time. The battle-weary orc claims, nope, aims to start fresh, opening the first ever coffee shop in the city of Thune. But old and new rivals stand in the way of success. Not to mention that no one has the faintest idea what coffee actually is. If Viv wants to put the blade behind her and make her plans a reality, she won't be able to do it alone. But the true rewards of the uncharted path are the travelers you meet along the way. And whether drawn together by ancient magic, flaky pastry, or a freshly brewed cup, they may become partners, family, and something deeper than she could have ever dreamed. So the reason this one got included is because it is well obviously it's D. that's why i got included but it it's apparently this like really sweet fantasy coat and it's cozy everyone keeps describing it as like a cozy fantasy so there's no like 
you don't need a trigger warning for it. There's no, like, true battles. It's just kind of, like, a nice little romantic read. Okay, like it's, it's gentle. Yeah, it yeah. looks really cute. And they, um, he, the author has made um, a second one already. And okay. I think he's coming out with a couple more. Couldn't confirm. But, yeah, it's just everyone describes it as, like, low, no pressure fantasy. Okay, is, I like that. Yeah, because usually fantasy like, is like high stakes. Yeah, and kind of like maybe scary. Yeah. Uh, but I like the cover of this one as well. I think just by seeing the cover, I would probably read it. Yeah, exactly. Add it to the list, yeah. I'll loan it to you once I've finished it. All also, right. it's LGBTQ, and we whoop. love that. Whoop, whoop. Represent. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, the lighting in the room changed when I did that. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. There's some magic. You're yeah. uh you're a druid. <laughs> um, okay. Uh I think the last thing on there was just a mention that we have talked about a different one called Chaotic Good by I think their last name is Whitney. No, it's Whitney Grader. I could be I could be incorrect, but it's um a little uh it's it's a good book we've talked about it before go check it out if you want to Um, yeah but i i'm gonna wrap it up unless we have anything else to add no that was fun though i like this one yep i love this okay so thank you everybody for watching listening whatever you're doing make sure to follow us on everything like comment subscribe do all that jazz uh check out our show notes they are www.tbplofftheshelf.com and we will catch you all in two weeks bye-bye